welcome to the podcast around the corner, the Nora Efron podcast. Dear listener, I'd like to start my podcast to you as if we're already in the middle of a conversation. I pretend that we're the oldest and dearest friends, as opposed to what we actually are, people who met by our podcast streaming platform. In part one of this very special birthday episode, I'm joined by New Yorker and former Upper West Sider, Matt Starr. Hello, and welcome to the podcast around the corner, the Nora Efron podcast. Join us every month as we celebrate the work of writer, filmmaker, and queen of romantic comedies, Nora Ephron. I'm Shawnee Mead, and today I'm joined by a very special guest, Matt Starr. Matt, thank you so much for joining me on the show. Thank you so much for having me. It is such an honor, as you know, because I probably respond to every single thing you post. Huge Nora <laughs> Ephron fan, huge You've Got Mail fan, huge Upper West Side and New York fan, and rom-com everything. And I was just thinking when even hearing the title of the podcast, it's like, oh my God, other people are also obsessed with Nora. I forget because like, I'm so deep in it, like alone when I watch the films or like walk around the Upper West Side. And it is crazy that like there is a podcast dedicated to all things Nora Ephron. Well, I mean, I've always thought it was crazy that there wasn't one before now. So true. So true. I check on iTunes and podcasts and go, why isn't there a Nora Ephron podcast? So yeah, that's why we decided to start one. My brain's just walled to all Nora all the time so I may as well pour it out into podcast format. Same. So You've Got Mail turns 25 this year. I cannot believe it. Yeah so what's your history with the film with You've Got Mail? I was trying to remember the first time I saw it and I swear I must have seen clips here and there on TV but it was one of those films growing up where I was like oh my god it's a rom-com it's not for me and then I get dumped March 2020 moved to the Upper West Side and was like really looking for something and I found Sex in the City and then Sex in the City led me to like all the other rom-coms which led me to Nora the Queen of Rom-coms which led me to You've Got Mail and then because I was living like two blocks from Cafe Lalo the You've Got Mail cafe I mm-hmm. think I just like really spoke to me because I was living on those streets that the film mm. shot and took place on. Yeah Nora Ephron Country. So really embodied that film. I think it also resonated because she was telling stories about, you know, the people in her neighborhood. I think I needed to be in that state to connect with it. And then I just went down the Nora hole and watched the documentary and read all the books and then read her famous story about the Apthorpe and would just like go and stare at it <laughs> and take photos and post to my Instagram and wait for people to be like, oh my God, like I love Nora too, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and it became this really great point of connection that like other people who love Nora would also message me. Mm. And I just kept, especially You've Got Mail, I kept revisiting. And, you know, I didn't really know too much about it. I remember seeing it in video stores growing up and always loving the cover because of like the AOL logo. But but it has early internet dating. Mm. It has Harry Nelson on the soundtrack. It has bookstores and it has the Upper West Side and it's written and directed by Nora Ephron. And to me, like, what could be better? And is there anything more perfect than that combination? Yeah, well, I don't think so. And I mean, 25 years later, it's still the perfect combo. And it's still my personal favorite Nora. Same. And it's also like when I rewatch it, I was actually rewatching the last scene on YouTube before doing the podcast just to get fully into like the emotional zone. Still mm-hmm. chokes me up. Just that two and a half minute scene, like when I hear Tom Hanks yelling for his dog and it's just like, you know what's coming and I get so choked up. But it also makes me curious, like, why hasn't there been other good rom-coms since then? Or at least in the last decade. Maybe there was after this, but in the last decade, I can't think of, I mean, but something that it's like light and emotional and sweet and feels like 
cemented in reality as well. Mm. Yeah, I feel like not because I'm biased, but yeah, the rom-com kind of went downhill when Nora wasn't making them anymore. But I think rom-coms are trying to claw their way back. Yeah, I think it's also that other than Netflix, a lot of places won't give rom-coms money anymore because everyone's like, oh, the rom-com's dead. But Nancy Myers is making another film, which for a while wasn't going to be financed, but that's happening. I mean, Meg Ryan's... Oh, Meg Ryan, right. Meg Ryan also is coming out with something. Yeah, directing her own film, What Happens Later. I'm skeptical. I mean, really, like, when I watch a Nora film, you know, for everyone who's listening because they love Nora and they love her films and her writing, and it's like, it just takes you to a certain place emotionally that Mm. I just can't really get elsewhere and her level of honesty and like attention to like these little details when dating and yeah it really does it for me and I think spending four years on the Upper West Side and like going through the Nora catalog of books and films as well while living up there and getting to like you know that intersection in the beginning of the film it's just like the intersection I walked by like every day and you know as a writer as well there is a magic to the Upper West Side and it kind of feels removed from the rest of New York and it has this kind of rom-com magical essence and you know Zabar's especially it's like you're walking into the past (laughs) have you been to New York? Yeah I've been to New York twice and the first time I went I did the Empire State Building and I went to the shop around the corner it used to be an antique and cheese store I did not know that but it's now an organic dry cleaners there's a poster in the window I was just standing out the front gazing in the window taking photos and I think they also do tailoring there because the man was sitting in the window looking out at me tailoring some pants or something I think he gets a lot of Nora people he must so he didn't bat an eyelid that I was there looking in the window clearly not there for dry cleaning (laughs) so I moved yeah March 2020 and it was like two weeks before lockdown and my dad met me in the city and I took him to Cafe Lalo the You've Got Mail Cafe and it was so chic but not in like a fancy chic way Mm. and not even in a You've Got Mail way it was just like it's a cafe that is open till midnight which I feel like there's not a lot of except for maybe Cafe Reggio right now in New York, it had this wonderful kind of magical romantic sense. Two weeks later, you know, the whole world shuts down. Cafe Lalo, I would go back every week after, you know, everything was like lifted, never opened up for four years. And it wasn't closed, like nothing was touched. The chairs were there covered in dust. And it was this really bizarre thing, but it was really depressing because I wanted to go back. Mm-hmm. And then an article finally comes out. They had like a loan or they weren't paying rent or something. And it is such a shame because it really is a special cafe. Yeah, I went there with my mom in 2017. Okay, you did get to go. Okay, good. I needed to go there because it's so iconic and so Nora. I really liked it. Yeah, it's really sad that it's never reopened. I know, I know. They owe like 60 grand or something. That's very unfortunate. I'm like, can the neighbors just cough it up and get that place reopened? Hmm. I spent a lot of time trying to find all the Nora locations when I lived up there and i read this one thing that when they were writing the film i think it was written by her and her sister right yeah yeah her and delia when they were writing it they wanted to give a sense of new york actually feeling how new yorkers experience it Mm -hmm. where it's like you don't leave your 10 block radius i remember reading in an interview that they shot more or less within like a 10 to 15 block radius so it's like when you turn the corner you know you go from 89th and whatever to the following street and it's like you really are there Mm -hmm. and i do think you can tell in the film like it does feel like you are on the Upper West Side that's the neighborhood yeah and having walked around that you get a few blocks in from the main street and all the traffic 
It does really just feel like a little neighborhood. I think because I've seen New York mostly from the movies, I have this romantic idea of what New York is like. But actually on that day when I was just wandering around the Upper West Side, it actually felt like the movie feels to me. The Upper West Side, it feels like a film set. Yeah. So how did you first get into Nora? I don't remember the first Nora that I ever saw, but I was just watching them when I was a kid because my mom loves Nora Ephron. I don't think we saw You've Got Mail at the cinema, but I think we just rented it on video. But did you become obsessed? I don't think I did at the time, but I think it was always there as they were films that I'd always loved. But then in my late teens, I went back and did a massive 90s rom-com binge. And then I, yeah, just became like completely obsessed with Nora from then on. And I was working my way through all of her films. Um, But I mean, the obsession has grown since starting the podcast. (laughs) Have you read her books? Yes. Yes, I love her books saying that voice is so wonderful i've listened to them i've read them so i can't get enough yeah and i mean her essay about the app thought is that's the one that's when i think about a writing i just i always think about that because it's so nora and it's so just new york as well it's just like you get the apartment and then they just raise your rent and it's just like in new york you can just never win like new york will always win she always felt that the upper west side was truly her home it's just she ended up having to move it all just got too expensive on the upper west side it's so expensive where did she go did she go to the east Side. Yeah, up on the east side. It's not as romantic, so their Zaybars is Eli's, and it's, it's a very different vibe. I haven't made my way to Zaybars yet. You have to. Yeah, another like Nora thing. She's such a good interview too. Mm. I think it's just her voice was so strong and her thoughts and opinions on so many things. I've never seen an interview with her where she's flubbing over an answer. No, and she doesn't really suffer fools either. Like no. the way she'll like go after someone too. Mm. Yeah, and I think because of Sleepless and You've Got Mail, people that don't know a lot about Nora have this sort of view of her as she was sweet and saccharine and cuddly and stuff. But I think she did like people thinking that about her, but she certainly was not cuddly. No, I'd love to be in a room and just like watch her work the room. Mm. Have you spoken to anyone who's worked with her? Yeah, I've spoken to a couple of people. I had Linda Obst on the show, who was the producer of Nora's first film, This Is My Life. And she also executive produced Sleepless in Seattle, and they were friends forever. Beautiful. The way she just spoke about Nora. Was, and yes, listeners, if you haven't listened to that one, definitely listen, because that interview was fantastic. Oh, I definitely will. I definitely will. So generous with her time and her stories. And yeah, I think from what I've read and people I've spoken to, she didn't suffer falls, but she was completely loyal and she was so supportive. There's people I've spoken to that even long after they worked with her, she was still supporting them and helped people with networks. And she just really got people and just really understood humans. Amazing. I think that's why her films still resonate because, I mean, there'd be a lot of rom-coms from the 2000s that they don't last the test of time as well and people aren't still talking with reverence. Totally. I'll be honest. I remember when I um, went through the first introduction of Nora and her films, like in a serious way, and I tried watching Heartburn, but it, it was so triggering for me because of like where I was at. I, I couldn't finish it and I still haven't seen it. It is good. I prefer the book. Yeah, I read the book, but the film, I just like, I could not get through it. Mm-hmm. I'll give it another try though. Yeah, I definitely prefer the book. I think because the film feels like it's lost that strong voice from the book because there's no voiceover or anything. Right. I know that's always tricky when you're adapting a book that has a narrator and then you make a film and that's always hard to add that in but yeah it doesn't feel as Nora-y 
I mean, she didn't direct that one, but she wrote the script. Yeah, I didn't know. I mean, I didn't even know who Julia, is it Julia Childs or Child? I didn't know who she was until I saw Julia and Julia. And I mean, I'm going to say I'm obsessed, but clearly I clearly am not because I don't know her name. But I really, that HBO show is wonderful and the doc on her is wonderful. Mm. So apart from the New Yorkness and the locations, what are some things about You've Got Mail that you love? Well, I think it's just like a lover of books. I just grew up going to bookstores constantly with my dad. I just love that the central locations are two bookstores and it's just like books in general and the characters or at least Meg Ryan's love of books. I think for me, the combination of like early AOL online dating and communication with books and the Upper West Side, it's just like, it's everything I love in one movie and it's a killer soundtrack. Yeah. I can't really think of another movie where the central locations are bookstores, which is kind of odd when I think about it because bookstores are so prevalent even with Amazon, it's just like, they're so romantic and so much happens in them. Mm. But yeah, I think for me, I discovered this film when I was spending a lot of time writing poetry. And I think just like seeing a film that the majority of it or a lot of the scenes take place inside bookstores, I think was just really appealing. Mm. And it wasn't like nerdy. It was cool. You know, you had some hotshot guy opening up his version of a Barnes and Noble and like, you know, Mm -hmm. seeing it now 25 years later, like, damn, that is a fucking like amazing bookstore. I'd like to go to the Fox bookstore. Yeah. I mean, I support independent, but yeah, I would. Same. I'll take a used bookstore. I'll take an independent bookstore any day, but the Fox bookstore is really nice. Mm. And I used to love Borders and I love that they had a coffee shop and you could just like wander around and it was several stories and there were just books everywhere. And every time I watch that, I go like, sorry, Kathleen, but I probably would go to Fox Books as well, just because it looks fun and nice and shiny. You know, they had different things. They were servicing two different communities. Yeah, I just, I really, I'm a sucker for a bookstore. I think that was already enough for me on top of the soundtrack and Yeah, I'm kind of nostalgic. Like, I think I was way too young to be dating online, but I was definitely AIMing and sending emails and I was probably flirting over email. So I think just seeing like that time period frozen in this film and captured in a way, again, like I can't really think of another film where like AOL email is a central character. Yeah. And I think it was one of the first films about the internet that it didn't make the internet a scary thing. Because really, like, before this, you had the net. Sandra Bullock's identity is being stolen on the... Right. The internet's, like, this scary, horrifying abyss. But I think this was the first movie that went, hey, everyone, the internet, it's actually, it's fun, and you can do different things, and you can meet people, and it's not this scary, big thing. No, it was the opposite. It was, like, romantic, and people were having emotional affairs, and (laughs) no, it was, like, a fun, exciting place to be for you to, like, be yourself and express yourself. Yeah, and using a chat room as a replacement for meeting people through the newspaper, because this is based on the shop around the corner. Mm -hmm. They put an ads in the newspaper and then meet that way and send each other letters so chat rooms and email was the perfect way to bring that concept into the 90s it was so smart it was so smart yeah i mean i think obviously it's been 25 years so aol emailing in that way and chat rooms and stuff is a bit dated but it's also even at the time i feel like it was so romantic if you were to like update this film and adapt it to now and it's like social media like there's nothing romantic about social media and i think it's because it was the first iteration of the internet That, like, internet addiction, I don't think was a thing. And now, like, like somebody just, like, being creepy on social media, I just don't think it would have that same romantic quality. Yeah, if you made 
like you've got mail of today. I feel like you'd have to go back to people writing letters. Right. I think you're right. I think you're right. Or like Dash and Lily, they communicate via a notebook. It would have to be something like that that would be taking it back to not meeting someone online, meeting someone the traditional way. Mm-hmm. I think it would have to be that to be romantic. Yeah. Otherwise it would have to be about Twitter or something. And- I couldn't think of a more unsexy word. <laughs> I was just reading in a book. It's so funny about the writing a letter up. In this book, they were suggesting that you should go write a thoughtful letter to a friend for no reason, just to like let them know you're thinking about them. And I never do that. And it's like, I just send work emails or emails that I have to send. It doesn't even cross my mind. Let me just write a nice email. Because it's like, I would just text that person. But I kind of love the idea of sending like a really heartfelt letter or email to a friend Mm. with like a few links of things that I I find interesting online. I digress now, but does anyone use email for fun anymore? I don't think so. I hate emails. (laughs) I think we all hate emails. I'll send an email if I have to. Every day I'm unsubscribing, I'm deleting, I'm blocking. It's everything I can do to like not let people into my inbox. (laughs) I feel like letter writing's making a comeback during all the lockdowns and everything I know people were getting really into pen pals again because you know everything was shut down and it was a way of feeling like the world wasn't closing in around us so everyone got the pen pal craze again so yeah I mean maybe that will be what millennials will do now they'll go I'm sick of social media and I don't want to go on tinder and they'll just start writing letters to each other and meet that way (laughs) I hope so I would love a pen pal but yeah, I mean, maybe you'll start writing letters to friends from chatting to me about You've Got Mail. <laughs> I think definitely. I mean, my personality really became Nora Ephron for like two years. Nora Ephron and Sex in the City, and it's all I talked about. So I don't think my friends would be shocked if that's what I started pen palling about. <laughs> just write everyone a Nora letter and tell them about wandering around the Upper West Side. I'm just standing at the front of the app thought, hoping someone will let me in. I've begged. I've begged just to get a little tour. They, they will not let you in. I think maybe you'll just have to go on the tour of the building they use for only murders in the building and then pretend. Yes, that's a few blocks away. Just like take some pictures. I think because they look pretty much identical inside. Because mm-hmm. I started watching that show, I had to go and go, is this the Apthorpe? And it went, no. A lot of people thought it was the Apthorpe, but no, it's, yeah. I forget what it's called, but no, it's like 10 blocks away. Yeah, maybe just take some photos of the Apthorpe gate, get into the only murders in the building one, and then just pretend that you've somehow snuck in. I'm going to find a way in. I'll meet somebody. Mm. Well, if you find a connection to get in, definitely let me know for next time I'm in New York. Of course. Wander around and just be like, oh my God, Nora fangirling everywhere. But I'm sure the people at the gate are sick of Nora fans coming up and going, hey, can I come in? (laughs) Let me look at the Applethorpe. Let me just soak up the Nora energy. Totally. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining me to talk about You've Got Mail. I still can't believe it's 25, which scares me a little bit because it means I was eight 25 years ago. I don't know how that is possible. but Well, thank you so much for having me. I mean, any excuse to talk about Nora and you've got mail. Thanks. It was a pleasure. Oh, thank you so much. It's been a real treat chatting all about Nora and New York. So yeah, thanks. Take care. Thank you for listening to this very special birthday episode of the podcast Around the Corner. You can find the show at... The Nora Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Subscribe to the podcast around the corner, wherever you get your podcasts, so you don't miss an episode. Please leave a rating or a review on iTunes. If you want to send me your thoughts on the show, or on Nora, or if you just want to say hello, send me an email at thepodcastaroundthecorner at outlook.com. 
Join me in February as my guests and I continue to celebrate You've Got Mail's 25th birthday. In exciting news, I've recently launched Nora and New York, a newsletter exploring Nora Ephron's lifelong love affair with New York City. The first newsletter will be out in late February, and you can subscribe at noraandnewyork.substack.com. The intro theme music is Ain't Misbehavin' by the Underscore Orchestra by a free music archive.